Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. In one school system, say that they've got another longer period of time before they need to get their COVID vaccinations. Montgomery County's resolution on anti-Semitism passes unanimously. I'm Kate Ryan. Game 3 of the World Series is over. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. The Philadelphia Phillies have taken the lead two games to one in the World Series against the Houston Astros. Strike three, call, got it looking. And the Phillies are two wins away. The call on the Phillies radio network. The Phillies took game three with the help of five home runs for a final score of seven to nothing. Game four scheduled for Thursday in Philadelphia. South Korea's military says North Korea test fired a ballistic missile Wednesday morning local time south of a disputed inter-Korean maritime border for the first time ever. More from reporter Alex Jensen in Seoul. One of them came down just 35 miles off South Korea's east coast, triggering air raid sirens and raising tensions at a time when the South is in a state of national mourning over Saturday's crowd crush in Seoul. But the North's been upset by ongoing South Korean military drills involving U.S. forces. The man accused of attacking House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, in the couple's San Francisco home was arraigned on Tuesday. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti says the attack is prompting officials to rethink security of members of the House and Senate. The U.S. Capitol Police Chief calling for additional layers of physical security for members of Congress as they continue to monitor thousands of potential threats. Many of those spawned by conspiracy theories and misinformation. Former President Trump questioned whether there was even a break-in at the Pelosi home. Wow, it's uh, weird things going on in that household in the last couple of weeks. A joint intelligence bulletin obtained by CBS News says the threat to the elections process is being fueled by a rise in domestic violent extremism and driven by ideological grievances. WCCO-TV reporter Caroline Cummings says poll workers in Minnesota are preparing for the worst. Poll workers and their safety now in focus with the FBI and other agencies issuing a national alert that they could become targets by extremists with grievances about the election results. Parkland school shooter Nicholas Cruz's two-day sentencing hearing began Tuesday with the families of the 17 people he murdered almost five years ago finally getting their chance to address him directly. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez says the parents didn't hold back. Max Schachter, the father of Alex Schachter, one of the students killed, said, I hope you have a, a violent and uh, a violent death. Essentially, that's what you're hearing here is the jury didn't do it. We're wishing it upon you. Very blunt, very stark. But at the end of the day, that's how these parents feel. Two Newark, New Jersey police officers were wounded in a shooting Tuesday afternoon in a residential neighborhood. They were reportedly shot at close range in broad daylight. Both are expected to survive. This is CBS News. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. 1203, it's Wednesday morning, November 2nd, 2022. 60 in the nation's capital. A little cooler overnight with lows around 50.
Hello there, I'm Ian Crawford. The top local stories we're following this hour. D.C. prosecutors are dropping dozens of criminal, gun, and drug cases. The reason? There are now questions over the actions of seven D.C. police officers. WTOP's Dick Giuliano reports on this action by prosecutors. The U.S. Attorney's Office for D.C. began looking at pending cases after Police Chief Robert Conti announced that seven police officers are under internal investigation for confiscating illegal guns without arresting the individuals who possess the weapons. The prosecutor's office says its review of cases considers factors including burden of proof and likelihood of success at trial. The D.C. police union says the prosecutor's action is an affront because the union says the officers all followed policy and the directions of their police commanders. Dick Iuliano, WTOP News. And WTOP has reached out to D.C. police for a response. Nothing back yet. D.C. public schools now say students 12 and older have until next year to get vaccinated for COVID as part of their requirement to attend class. D.C. Council voted Tuesday to delay the mandate that was originally expected to be enforced after January 3rd to give more now want to give more students more time to get vaccinated. Recent statistics show almost half the city's students still without a COVID vaccination. In a statement to WTOP, Paul Kine, the D.C. Deputy Mayor for Education, says they support the council's action to give families and schools more time to comply. But Kine adds officials know that vaccines are still the best way to protect against the virus. It's 12.05. Tensions rose Tuesday at a meeting where County Montgomery's County Council passed a resolution on anti-Semitism. Here's WTOP's Kate Ryan. There is a great deal of emotion in this room right now. We see it and we feel it. Montgomery County Council President Gabe Albornoz used his gavel more than once to call for order during a vote on a resolution designed to fight rising anti-Semitism. All right, um, thank you so much. At the root of the controversy, concerns by a coalition of groups, including Maryland's Council on American-Islamic Relations, over whether criticism of Israel would be deemed anti-Semitic. Criticism of the Israeli government policies or actions do not constitute anti-Semitism. Critics of the resolution said while the change in language was an improvement, there should have been public hearings and more community dialogue. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. The Northwestern High School boys soccer team in Prince George's County is out of the state playoffs. This after county officials said the team used an ineligible player during the regular season and the playoffs. The school district began an investigation after they got an anonymous email concerning a player on the team. A review showed Northwestern did have an ineligible player as recently as its October 28th regional playoff game. Head coach Victor Ramirez, a former state senator in Prince George's County, told WTOP his players are devastated by the decision. He says there was no way for him or his coaching staff to know a player's eligibility, saying that is up to the athletic director to know if a student is above the required 2.0 grade point average required for play. Northwestern won last year's 4A state championship, and they were undefeated this year. The red, yellow, and orange leaves have been gorgeous, and they may get even better in days ahead. The fall leaf colors are expected to peak this week, and the upcoming pleasant weather expected to extend the foliage season for a few extra days. Storm Team 4 meteorologist Chad Merrill says through the weekend, winds are expected to be light, and the weather will remain mostly dry. And he says you should check out those leaves soon because the nice weather is not going to last. There will be a change in the weather pattern in the middle of November, that brings occasional cold fronts back into the region, and that will stir up the winds a bit, uh, knock a lot of the leaves off the trees, and bring a cold weather and finally a hard freeze to the nation's capital that will definitely end the season. Now east of I-95, the leaves may stay until mid-November.
Just ahead up to traffic and weather, worker productivity down sharply. A closer look as to why that might be next. It's 1207. Hi, I'm Mandy Moore. We can do great things when we stand together. With support from American Airlines, Stand Up to Cancer is closer than ever before to achieving its mission to make every cancer patient into a long-term survivor. Through this incredible collaboration, we are pushing cancer research to new heights. Doctors and scientists, team members, patients and their families all working and standing up to move progress forward. The fight against cancer never stops. Thankfully, new and promising treatments can help save lives now. Flight is prepared for takeoff. So get on board and join this mission. To learn more about how you can support this groundbreaking effort and get Advantage Miles, go to standuptocancer.org slash American Airlines. It's 12.08. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th, and here's good morning to Rich Hunter in the WTOP Traffic Center. Uh, good morning, Ian. Right now, traveling northbound on the Baltimore-Washington Park, where the ramp to go west on 32 remains closed by the single-vehicle crash. Uh, tow trucks on the scene now. They're going to try to recover the vehicle. Once they do that, they'll have the ramp reopen. But for now, you cannot exit there. Ramp to go east on 32 is open. Ramp to go west, obviously blocked. Now, southbound on the parkway, as you approach the exit for I-195, the exit for BWI Thurgood Marshall, single file right past the works and with an occasional delay. 270 southbound, approaching 85 Bucky's Town Pike, single left lane, get you by the works and delays as of late have been brief. Another work zone southbound between Route 28 West Montgomery Avenue and Falls Road. Two right lanes get you by there. Virginia, 95 southbound as you approach and pass the exit for Dale City and head down to a point beyond the car rest area. Single file left past the work zone. 95 northbound between Fredericksburg and the Beltway and Springfield. For now, nothing in your way. 66 westbound as you approach and pass over the Beltway. Single file left past the work zone. Don't forget the off-ramp that takes you to the Outer Loop and Outer Loop Express Lanes closed as part of that work. On the Outer Loop of the Bellway, the exit ramp to go west on 66 closed by the work zone. You're diverted to Route 50 Arlington Boulevard to work your way back. And last check out in Loudoun County, 7 westbound still being diverted to West Loudoun Street and Round Hill as a result of a serious crash that occurred just west of Stonely Drive. Visit Fitzmall.com to find a safe used car. Fitzgerald is under the cars, trucks, and SUVs. Next to a new car, a Fitzway used car is best. Visit Fitzmall.com today. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. A pretty darn nice November day is ahead of us. The forecast from Storm Team 4 Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Well, if you like the warmer weather, it looks like it's here to stay for the first week of November. Kind of amazing, feeling much more like the last week of September. Temperatures out there on our Tuesday, we're in the 70s. Wednesday will be a little bit cooler. We'll start off in the 40s to low 50s, and we'll see more cloud cover during the afternoon. So that means we will see slightly cooler numbers. Highs around 69 in the city. That's still Five degrees above average on our Thursday, going for a high of 68, 72 on Friday, and on Saturday, I'm going for a high of 77. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Hammer. Man, I knew I took that air conditioner out too soon. It's 62 in Hyattsville, 52 in Fredericksburg. On the eastern shore, 59 in Eastern Maryland, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence, decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in-home estimate. 
It's 12-11. There's a growing problem in America, and it is worker productivity. For the first half of the year, the amount of goods and services put out went off the rails. Bureau of Labor Statistics says it was the deepest dive since 1947. So what's going on? Taylor Telford, who covers corporate culture for the Washington Post, joined Sean and Hillary earlier to explain. This is definitely a really significant drop. It ends up being, in terms of the first half of the year anyhow, we're looking at the sharpest drop in worker productivity that that we've seen since basically 1947, around the end of World War II. And it's really perplexing bosses and economists alike, because at the beginning of the pandemic, we actually saw a really huge boom in productivity that had kind of forced some economists to forecast or encourage them to forecast that there might be a bigger boom in store because technology is one of the biggest drivers of productivity, that kind of innovation that allows workers to do more. But it seems like there's a real mystery as to why things are dropping off right now. But there's a lot of possible reasons that range from kind of burnout. We've seen a lot of people kind of reassessing the way that work fits into their lives and just generally feeling really exhausted by all of the demands of the pandemic the past few years, but there's also some economic reasons that might be weighing on it, like the toll of inflation making things a lot harder for businesses to get things done. What about, though, there are some who just believe that because many workers are working at home, they're not being directly supervised by somebody. What about that? Is that a big factor here? Well, it's definitely hard to quantify something like that. That's one thing that I heard over and over from economists, actually, is although it's pretty easy to measure productivity in manufacturing or jobs where you're producing something that's easy to measure, the kind of jobs that are done remotely tend to be like white-collar knowledge jobs that it's a lot more difficult to kind of quantify progress. But certainly the term productivity paranoia has really caught a lot of traction with bosses who are basically feeling like their workers aren't doing as much work as they say they are. Finally, before we go, what happens if this isn't turned around? Yeah, it could definitely have pretty big implications for the economy, especially with a recession possibly looming around the corner. When it comes down to it, productivity is kind of like the jet fuel of the economy. It makes it so that standards of living improve a lot faster when people are being more efficient with their time and their money. It allows wage growth, all that kind of good stuff. But the opposite is also true that when productivity wanes and companies are able to produce you know, less with less, basically, it has a huge toll on the quality of life. And so there could definitely be big ramifications if we don't see this turnaround, especially if a recession does arrive early next year. Taylor Telford covers corporate culture for the Washington Post. Game three of the World Series was won for the books. Rob Woodfork has the details next. It's 1214. Attention registered voters. By now, you should have received your vote-by-mail ballot application for Maryland's November 8th gubernatorial general election. Ballots will be mailed to voters beginning the week of October 3rd. If you would like to vote by mail, it is not too late to request your vote-by-mail ballot application. Please contact the Prince George's County Board of Elections or text VBM to 77788 on Tuesday, November 8th, All polling places will be open. However, please note that your polling place may have changed due to redistricting. To avoid confusion on Election Day, voters are encouraged to vote by mail or vote early at one of the 13 early voting sites. For more information, contact the Prince George's County Board of Elections at 301 341 
800-800-7300. Sponsored by the Prince George's County Board of Elections. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. 12-15 with Rob Woodfork. The Capitals have lost three of their last four games, including two straight in overtime after falling 3-2 to the Vegas Golden Knights. Charlie Lindgren had 28 saves in his first home start as a Capital, but in defeat. Yeah, I think it's extra frustrating just because I thought we played well enough to get the two points, especially on the back end of a back-to-back against a really good team. We put ourselves in a really good spot, and I think that's what stings the most is knowing that we were really close to getting to. The already injury-riddled Caps lost Beck Malenstein to an upper body injury. In Game 3 of the World Series, the Phillies pitched a 7-0 shutout of the Astros to take a 2-1 lead in the series using a long-range barrage of five home runs, all of them off Lance McCullers to set an undesirable World Series record. There were an NFL record 10 deals done at the trade deadline, and Washington got in on that action by sending corner William Jackson to Pittsburgh along with a 7th round pick in exchange for a 6th rounder in next year's draft. Ron Rivera explained to NBC Sports Washington's J.P. Finley what happened with last year's prized free agency edition. We didn't find the fit that we were hoping to find. We were looking for a guy that had a specific skill set that could understand the match coverages and play the match coverages the way we do with everybody else. And he struggled with it because he really is a man coverage type guy. So along the lines during our evaluation process, we were wrong. And it was an expensive mistake, paying Jackson $24 million for 16 underwhelming games in which he was credited with more penalties 11 then passes defense 10 rob woodfork wtop sports the top stories we're following for you this morning on wtop a new court filing reveals the man charged with breaking into house speaker nancy pelosi's home beating her husband and seeking to kidnap her told police he was on a suicide mission he also told them he had his plans to target other california and federal politicians If you asked for a mail-in ballot in Montgomery County, check your email inbox and your spam folder. Officials say people who who get the email ballot will need to print it out, sign the voter's oath, and mail it back to make it count. We now know the name of the 14-year-old shot to death in southeast D.C. on Halloween night. He was Antoine Manning. He was found on Bernie Place Southeast Monday evening, D.C. police, with no word on a suspect or motive in that shooting. Stay with WTOP for more on these stories in just minutes. 12-17, the Smithsonian's Hirshhorn Museum at Sculpture Garden has selected an architect for the final phase of its revitalization. Skidmore Owings and Marilyn Seldoff. Seldorf Architects jointly developed a modernization plan for the museum's interior and plaza. The Hirshhorn will upgrade galleries and public spaces in the third phase of the renovation, which follows a facade upgrade and the sculpture garden renovation. Museum Director Melissa Chu says in a release that the museum's annual attendance has increased 40 percent since 2017, and the revitalization of the campus prepares the Hirshhorn for the 21st century. Traffic and weather on the 8th, right back to Rich Hunter. All right, uh, good news out in western Loudoun County, westbound 7. The crash, which occurred uh, before 8 o'clock last night, uh, 7 westbound west of Stonelea Drive. The crash completely wrapped up and cleared. All lanes are open. Traffic no longer being diverted onto West Loudoun Street. You can now continue through, headed toward Bluemont and beyond. Now, northbound on the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, crash, a single vehicle that went off the ramp there. They recovered the vehicle, moved it up onto the right shoulder, so the ramp to go west on 32 has been reopened. So good news there as well. Uh, Beltway in Maryland on the inner loop headed south of 450 Annapolis Road toward Route 50 John Hanson Highway. Work zone blocks the right lane of four you get by without delay. Add a loop between Pennsylvania Avenue and Richie Marlboro Road. 
Two right lanes past the work in that stretch, but as of late, delays have been brief. Enter in Virginia as you head uh, north of the Dulles Toll Road toward Georgetown Pike. Single right lane gets you by. Out of loop works and that begins just after River Road in Montgomery County and extends all the way through the bridge for Georgetown Pike over the Bellway. Single file left eventually gets you by that work. The outer loop ramp to go west on 66 closed as part of the work zone. You're diverted further south to Route 50 to work your way back. If you're on the 66 westbound as you cross over the Beltway, single left lane gets you by the work zone. And don't forget the off ramp that's ta- that would take you to the outer loop and outer loop express lanes closed as part of that work zone. 66 eastbound, east of Route 50 toward 123. Single file left gets you by the work zone. Ramp from northbound 123 to go east on 66 closed as part of that work. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. A gorgeous midweek forecast now from Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. Storm Team 4 tracking what could be one of the warmest starts to the month of November ever. Talking about temperatures in the 60s and 70s. After a high of 76 on our Tuesday, I'm going for a high of 69 on Wednesday. Sunshine early, then more clouds in the afternoon. Thursday, a high of 68. Then on Friday, going for a high of 72 degrees with plenty of sunshine. Same deal on Saturday. Plenty of sunshine, but warmer. Going for a high temperature of 77, and we see more of that for the rest of the weekend. I'm Storm Team 4, Chief Meteorologist Doug Kammerer. It's 58 in Reston, 53 in Woodbridge, 62 in Bethesda. Brought to you by New Look Home Design, the roofing experts. Visit newlookhomedesign.com. Just ahead on WTOP. We're D.C. ranks among the best places to retire. I'm Shana Stulen. 1221. You want to sell your home? Maybe you're confused. Certainly you have questions. Relax. This is Dave Johnson, and do what I did and connect with Jennifer Young of Jennifer Young Homes. And as I've told you, you probably heard me say the best way to connect with Jennifer Young is with one of her free seller seminars. There's one coming up on Wednesday, November 2nd at 6.30. It's online at JenniferYoungHomes.com. Yeah, find out how to sell your home from the comfort of your own home at JenniferYoungHomes.com. And that's how you reserve your spot. Go to JenniferYoungHomes.com. Now, listen, I understand the confusion. So much going on with the market. Jennifer will clear up that confusion. Also, as I've discovered, she will let you know what you need to do to make your home more marketable. After all, like me, your home is probably your biggest investment. So Jennifer Young can get the most money for your home. Find out how. Jennifer's free seller seminar. It's Wednesday, November 2nd at 6.30. And to reserve your spot, it's real simple. Just go to JenniferYoungHomes.com. Keller Williams Realty, 703-815-5700. Great to have you along at 1222. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Maryland Army National Guard. Aired by the Maryland, D.C., Delaware Broadcasters Association at this station. Cyber attacks are on the rise. Without the right protections, attacks can disrupt vital services or expose sensitive information that puts people and national security at risk. Hi, I'm Michelle Davis with Red Hat, the world's leading provider of open source solutions. Our open source technology powers many of the government's most critical applications. Let us show you how to manage risk across your entire software supply chain. Learn more at redhot.com slash gov. This is WTOP News. At 1223, despite a multi-million dollar investment, an online tutoring service is not being used by most Fairfax County public school students. That is a 
according to a new report from the Office of Strate- Research and Strategic Improvement. Students had free access to Tutor.com starting last spring, but only a tiny fraction decided to use it. The report also shows that many students with the greatest need are not using that service. A partnership is expected to cost the school district more than $2 million each of the next two years, being paid for by federal stimulus money. Are you thinking about a place to retire? There is a new list that might help. And D.C. is not even close to the top of the list. Here's WTOP Shana Stulen. Fairly low, 82nd out of 150 of the largest metro areas in the U.S. At the top of the annual U.S. News and World Report ranking, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania and Florida really dominated the 2022-2023 list of best places to retire. And that is different from past years when it was really Florida. Emily Brandon of U.S. News says it's because of housing affordability in the Keystone State, something retirees were especially concerned about this year because of inflation. Housing costs in D.C. are very high. Perhaps out of reach for a lot of retirees on a fixed income. They also factor in taxes and access to quality medical care. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. Baltimore ranked 57th on the list, even came out higher than D.C. It's 1224. There is a growing problem in the workforce that's raising concerns for employers across the country. Over the first half of the year, worker productivity dropped to its sharp, dropped by the sharpest rate since 1947. Taylor Tenford, who call, Telford, I should say, who covers corporate culture for the Washington Post, tells WTOP about what might be causing the decline. There's a lot of possible reasons that range from kind of burnout. We've seen a lot of people kind of reassessing the way that work fits into their lives and just generally feeling really exhausted by all of the demands of the pandemic the past few years. But there's also some economic reasons that might be weighing on it, like the toll of inflation making things a lot harder for businesses to get things done. Telford says the drop is perplexing because there was a major boom in worker productivity in the beginning of the pandemic. The secretary whose blog about cooking all of Julia Child's famous recipes led to a best-selling book and movie has died. Julie Powell set out to prepare every recipe in Child's legendary Mastering the Art of French Cooking. The blog, which became the memoir Julie and Julia, 365 Days, 524 Recipes, and One Tiny Apartment Kitchen, chronicled her success and failure and her growing admiration for the creator of public TV's The French Chef, both in her technique and her way of life. That was the basis of the 2009 movie that starred Meryl Streep and Amy Adams. Powell's death, reportedly caused by cardiac failure, confirmed Tuesday night by her husband. Julie Powell was 49. Money News at 25 and 55 with Jeff Claybaugh. The Dow finished Tuesday session down, although just 80 points. Uber ended the quarter with 124 million users, up 14% from a year ago, but it still lost more than a billion dollars. The number of job openings in September unexpectedly rose to 10.7 million. That's almost a half million more than in August. The median price of a home sale in the D.C. metro in September was almost 1% lower than August and down more than 2% from summer. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. In Asia, the Nikkei is down 34 points. Shanghai ahead 26 points. Just ahead... The U.S. Capitol Police Chief calls for more resources to help protect lawmakers. On Capitol Hill, I'm Mitchell Miller. Call 26. Before I was adopted, I felt alone. After spending years in foster care, Lexi worried that she and her brother were too old to be adopted. Thankfully, the siblings were adopted, 